Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Can't Tell Us Ow. Nothing show. Coming at you over Ow. Zoom. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop what we we're talking on. We're we're on Zoom <laughs> from the comfort of our own home. This yes. is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. What the show is is a show where the group Can't Tell Us Nothing, a Houston improv group, takes discussions, opinions, topics, make improv scenes on the spot, jump back into the conversation. Uh, in Can't Tell Us Nothing, it's comprised of four amazing individuals. One of them is Tandy. <laughs> Say something, Tandy. <laughs> Another is John. What's up? Another is Amici. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and, and, and my name is Antoine. And <laughs> the four of us make Can't Tell Us Nothing. Uh, in order to inspire our scene, sometimes we're joined by a special guest. Today we have a very special guest on the recording, on the cast. Uh, Shanidria Wagner, wife, mother, uh, edutainer. Yes! Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that, Shanidria. Well, I am a teacher at heart. I get excited about chalk and dry erase markers. I mean, yeah, and, and, and for, I love everything about teaching. And teaching is my stage. The classroom is my stage. So it's enabled me to act, to sing, to, to basically keep children awake. You know, <laughs> with I, now that might be clandestine, might be contraband, might be permitted. We're, com we're, we're competing with technology, so it requires us to be very engaged. So I'm that teacher who's going to, like many teachers out there, just like me. Not everybody chooses to do it as a career, but I'm flanked by some wonderful educators who've inspired and taught me. So I'm one of, I'm, I'm among a body of, of women who believe in integrating the arts and instruction as it's a natural way of teaching. Can I say that in, a, in an odd way, I like um, chalk dust erasers mm -hmm. when they have that dust in it and you hit it <laughs> and it get the cloud. Like it looks like work has been done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something satisfying about that to me. That there is. That means a lot of work has been completed. Uh, <laughs> or mistakes right. have been made, but work has been done. Right. Right. It's directed. <laughs> yes, the magic has happened when that chalk hits the boy. I mean, she was writing. I, I don't mind writing right there. I've always had really bad handwriting on anything but paper. Like I can't write on a board, even with a marker now. Like I, I'm horrible, and mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm always like, if I ever do like a presentation at work, it's so bad when I'm. I always have to have someone to take notes for me because I can't even read my own handwriting on the board. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me your name. Uh, I'm remembering. John. Got it right. What is it? John. I want. I thought I was right. I want yeah. to be right. I thought I was right. Okay. So John. Yeah. Tell me why. Why is that? Uh. This is going to sound bad. I never really valued handwriting. Mm -hmm. I never really saw the big value. I saw the value in it, but I, not not to the level of detail that I put in maybe other other subjects. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's, you know, uh, I'm doing market research, you know, right? I'm taking notes. You know that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I'm free, free. Because I, too, have horrible handwriting depending on my mood. That's mm. crazy. If I'm, if I'm making an anchor chart for my students, I know they have to read it. It has to be legible. I'm very, very meticulous. However, if I'm reading a novel and my mind is all over the place, I might just jot some down and be like, what is this? What does that mean? I can relate completely to what you're saying. As a teacher, I have to be, you know, 
You know, I have to. This is one of the cards I made. See, Farda. See that, Farda? <laughs> I made cards tonight. And my teacher were handwriting, you see? But yeah. this is not how my writing always looks. So, I, John, I got you. Like, you say you don't value it. Tell me why you don't value it. What I mean, I don't value it. I mean, I mean like, I didn't, I want, I didn't want to ma ever master it as a student. Right, nothing that just really intrigues Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As it costs you some points on some Spanish tests, like you forget the accent on a couple of things and Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm we doing to, we, oh, hold on. We cut to a bank. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Uh but you're gonna have to sign this form if you want to withdraw the five thousand dollars. There's no other way I can I can let you do that without a signature. Look, Gerald. My my wife didn't come with me today, so yeah. I, I if I write it down on this check, you're gonna make me have to rewrite it constantly. So all I'm saying mm -hmm. is you write it, and we just keep going this transaction. We just keep moving, you know. Mr. Franklin, I can't. I will get fired if I write your name on this withdrawal. You're not gonna I mean, get fired. No, you're not, because I'm gonna I'm giving you permission. Where's your manager? I'll tell him. You, Gerald, you have huh? permission to sign my name on this check. I just need the money, man. It's totally unethical. Hold on, I'll call it. It is not unethical. Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks. Hold on, I'll get the, I'll, yeah, Coming. Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks is the bank manager, hold on. Yes. Mr. Banks. Oh, hi, hi, Mr. Banks. Yeah, uh, listen, Mr. Franklin here, uh, you know, he normally comes with his wife. He's oh, hello, Mr. Time. Franklin. Hi, Mr. Banks. I didn't, had no idea your last name was Mr. Banks. I think that's, that's a lot, but. Um, I need I need your help. I'm trying to cash this $1,400 check. Oh, okay. And Gerald here, he normally, you know, we have a routine. You know, my wife comes in, she signs my bank check. I mean, my, my uh, uh, yeah, she signs my check because I have real bad handwriting. Mm. But she can't come. She wasn't able to come today. I gave Gerald my, my blessing to mm. stand in as my wife and sign this here check. All right. Now I'm not no, a lawyer. You can't do that. Yeah, it's completely unethical. I told he, I told him, Mr. Banks. You're going to get us all fired. How how are, yeah. how are you going to get fired if I'm telling you you can you can sign a check? If I approve of one of my employees signing a withdrawal form for a customer, a tenant of this bank, I could get into a whole mess. And 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 I love my job. Are things okay at home? How come you didn't bring your wife? Hey man, that you you asking a lot of questions. Okay. I, no, that's no, all, everything is not okay in my house. My wife ain't oh, here. No. <sighs> oh, no. What's wrong? She kept going to the grocery oh, store Mr. during Mr. the lockdown, and she's still quarantined right now. So I had to come in by myself. You quarantined your own wife. Jesus. And you are just out and about and walking around? Oh, my word. Well, I'm trying to cash my stimulus check, and I need to... I need to sign the back of the check so I can cash it so that maybe I can buy some supplies for my wife, you know, maybe go get some Krispy Kremes, maybe just drive down to Galveston. I haven't been out of the house in weeks. Well, you know what? I've got some money in my pocket, Mr. Banks. Maybe we can, we can get something from the office kitty, you know, give him a couple of dollars and maybe he can go and um, buy some things for the house, you think? I mean, you, that doesn't you can sound come back like, later. With that doesn't sound like what he's trying to do. It sounds <laughs> like... It sounds like he's trying to live a bachelor life that is 
been <laughs> that's been out of his grasp for years. You oh heard him. He wants to drive down to the beach by himself. Are you listening to this? He's gonna take that money and he's gonna go uh -huh. live a better lifestyle while his wife is in quarantine. Oh, we cannot no. support this. Look, man. No, I we're a family I, bank, Mr. Franklin. We're a we're, family we're, bank. We're not a family bank. You guys have my money, okay? I just need y'all to sign this check, okay? Look, but look. Mr. Banks, what if he and his wife break up? Where would that leave me? I'm not gonna break up with my wife. You're upsetting Gerald. I'm not gonna break up. I love my wife. She's quarantined. All right. Work it out. Just work it out for the family. If if there's a division in your house, who knows what could happen to this bank? I know. This could get into a whole mess. We're never gonna get a divorce because I can never sign the divorce papers. She told me she would never sign on my behalf the divorce papers, so we'll never get a divorce. And guys. <laughs> It's a good way to hook one. A <laughs> guy who can't sign his own papers. <laughs> I know, right? That's the best. But then he might be so bold as um, I knew this lady whose husband, she said her husband wanted to leave her. And he mm -hmm. came to her and he says, uh, you know, I, I want to leave, but I don't know how to, like, um, you know, set up my own bank account. Can you do that for me? You know, like he was asking her help to help. <laughs> Wait, to help he couldn't set up his own her. bank account. He could, yeah, he couldn't set. So there was something he needed. I, I you know, in the spur of the moment, I forgot what it was, but he asked her help to help him leave her. It was something just asinine that he asked for. That sounds but, like he needed you know. a a breakup transition, like company service that just helps, you know, people who ain't got their shit together. In relationships, Ooh. when they get broke up, you just, you know, I don't know how you uh -huh. get paid because they ain't got no money. <laughs> Maybe girlfriends oh. take insurance out on their boyfriends <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or you go to break up school. Maybe you go to break up school. You got to uh -huh. like take classes in, in certain like right handwriting, um, you know, uh, <laughs> arts and crafts, maybe uh, home ec. Yeah. And, and get yourself ready. I don't know. Oh, would you? Is that? A, do you think like? Is there a market for that, Shanita? Do you think you would teach a class, or if there was a school and they were paying like half a million dollars for the educators to come and teach people how to break up with, um, you know, like a breakup school to prepare you? Yeah. <laughs> money. We, you could just listen to women tell their experiences. You learn a whole bunch of things about things you can do. To break up. But yeah, I mean. I, if I were given half a million dollars to teach something, I would be doing it. Oh gosh, I'd be doing all kinds of cerebral stuff. But uh, like what? Gosh, like literacy and speaking, and um, yeah, things that give people hell. The things that keep people from getting that GD or you know getting into college or even just helping their children with their homework. You know, I. I I would pour so much into just educating the public and not worry about any money or any any um, haggling with principals over contract fees. Just doing it and just giving it to the public, letting them learn. You know, just a, it would be a spill of intellectual property. And I'm I'm thinking of doing some of that now. Just teaching people where they need it. Yeah, and to breaking up is important. That's important. And I do feel there's a place for that because it all depends on the taste you want to leave in the person's mouth. I mean, you know, you want to leave a 
you know, it didn't work out, kind of, do you have one approach? But if you want to break up and clap back, it's going to be some other, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be dramatic, you're going to do something that's going to oh, get up, you know, yeah. So I think it's a brilliant idea. I'm just saying it wouldn't cost much to get that kind of thing done. <laughs> Ooh, that means there, fun. There's an abundance of those cases. And the women all over the place can give you insight on how to do it. When you look like, you know, when you go to sign up for classes, but it's full, so you got to take something you didn't want to take. What if you were trying to be amicable and then you had to take the clapback class? <laughs> no, you don't think happens, the clapback class would that's be what happened off? to me. It would be jumping. Yeah, but that's what happened with me in French. Uh-huh. At Lanier, I signed up for Spanish, and it was fools, Hanaway. Oh. I had to do French as a, as a second resort. Oh. I fell in gosh. love with it. So I took French all through high school. I majored in French in college. I went to France, and I loved it. But it oh. was a Spanish. I know exactly what you're talking about when, you know, your yeah. first French, yeah. it was Spanish. I live in Texas. But I also I don't regret I don't regret the route I took. Did you, you ever get a chance to I think you studied Spanish too though, right? Later on or at some yeah. point. So in, so I minored in Spanish. So I had okay. degree, I got a degree in speech communication and a degree in French. Those are my my two majors. Mm -hmm. And because they're both in the school of liberal arts, they enter they um what you call uh, they uh, overlapped a lot of the classes, a lot of the requirements. So within five years. And even dropping a semester due to a rough semester, God's been good to me. But I had to drop out one semester because <laughs> issues I had. He got me through. Uh, I'm I'm very proud of that period of my life when I sought help. So that delayed my graduation, but I was still was able to get two degrees in one night. You know, oh, okay. and you went to A and M, right? Yes, ma'am. So I minored in Spanish. So I took some classes in Spanish uh -huh. at A and M, but I was starting to mix my languages. Like I would be writing on a French test using Spanish Spanish you know, preposition. Uh -huh. It was becoming annoying to me. So I took the little mm -hmm. requirement once I took it. I didn't immerse myself in Spanish. I was in love with French. Until okay. so oh, I wow. and then I had to do Spanish because they let go of the Spanish teacher and they said, Oh, we know we hired you as a French teacher, but how are you gonna do Spanish too? Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I started taking the book home every night, refreshing my memory, and then between that and parents and kids helping me, I was fluent in no time. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I love. Language is what I love. Thank you for letting me talk about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other languages that you would like to learn? Um, absolutely. So I know a little Vietnamese. I know. I know enough to go into any nail shop. And I'm, I'm not being stereotypical because no. I've had Vietnamese clients. I've had Vietnamese doctors. I've taught Vietnamese children. My, my private session today was a little girl who's in Vietnam and Spanish is her third language. You know, she speaks Vietnamese, and I, I speak to her in Vietnamese, and you know, that's fun. But it's nothing that you couldn't drop me in Vietnam and I'd be okay. I mean, okay. you can drop me anywhere in Latin America, anywhere in any French-speaking province, I'll be fine. But with Vietnamese, it's not that good. I know a little Arabic. You know, mm -hmm. my family speaks Arabic. My daddy's side speaks Arabic. All my all of my siblings on my daddy's side speak Arabic. He has nine siblings, and um, six of them are fluent in Arabic. Okay. And I want to So I know some work. I have tapes of me in Dubai with my siblings around the bed talking and they're teaching me things. Some things I nail and some things I don't nail. Like, where's, your, where's your father from? He lives, he's from New Orleans. Well, he's from Louisiana. Okay. His oh. dad was from New Orleans, but my dad was born in Menden, Louisiana, which is northern Louisiana. 
Oh, okay. And why oh, all wow. the Arabic? He converted. He, he converted to Islam. And, uh, oh, there it is. And he's a Sunni Muslim, so he moved to Dubai yeah. in 1991 when he was battling a crack addiction. He's very open. Uh, when I met yeah. him, I met him at 19 years of age, and he was battling crack when I met him. Okay. I helped wow. him do that, and he got. He kicked it. He kicked the habit. I'm so wow. Girl, that's amazing. So his moving over there was because of that. He wrote about it. Like I'm not doing. I'm not saying anything he would object to. So since yeah. since we're since we're digging into this, I'd like to ask. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said you met your father at age of 19. Mm-hmm. Can I ask what what kind of brought that on? What what made you decide to meet him at 19? Well, well. So he decided to meet me. Oh, okay. He came looking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew his name. I knew his profession. Um, I learned his name when I was in second grade. I knew his name from my mom. I knew his name. We did for a living. In high school, I, one of my best friends revealed that my dad knew her dad. I did not know at the time that her dad was my dad's professor. Her dad was my dad's professor at Baylor College of Medicine. Her daddy was my dad's professor. But I didn't realize that until I actually met my dad and really talked about everything. But I just knew she knew my dad. I knew where his mom lived. I had the phone number. I had the address. I called and I would just listen. I wouldn't say anything for a few years. I said, you know what? He hasn't reached out to me, so I'm not, why bother? And then like a year after I had done that, he, he sought me out. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I met my dad. But I had a stepdaddy and a family that totally embraced me. So I wasn't one of the it's like I wasn't bitter th- during my upbringing. I wasn't mad. I was curious a little bit, you know, but I wasn't like, missing out on anything. God sent me so many angels. I couldn't possibly be angry about his absence. And so that's why when I met him, I was just so cool with it. Like, okay, well, you feel, he cries enough for both of us. He feels regret about that. He, he has no problem saying that he wishes he could, could undo those things. So we just picked up. Nice. Yeah, we picked Thank you up. for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, so many women are hurting about their daddies. You know, even when you meet your daddy, it's not perfect. But I love my dad. I'm proud of my dad. We have our issues. Of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> Nothing takes away from my, my pride in him, who he is, because he, at least he came around and admitted, you know what, I messed up. I'm sorry. It's important to be able to do that, right? To your life. That is it. He attended school with my first cousin, not knowing she was my cousin. Can you imagine that? Mm. And, and this is not uncommon, though. Yeah. A lot yeah. of women, I talk to so many women who have those same experiences, you know, and some still meet him. Yeah. What, what, uh, what brings you in contact? We're supposed to be laughing right now, huh? What, I brings, know. You in, <laughs> what brings you in contact with all these women? Oh, gosh. Well, sorority life. Let me say first Ooh. of all. Well, first of all, even before sorority life, I'm a woman of God. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I, I love my, my faith. I don't necessarily like organized religion at all times, but I do believe in a multitude of things and people are good who don't believe or embrace what I embrace. I've just been blessed by a sisterhood of women from all over the planet who have in, invested in me. And, you know, so that's been a wonderful experience that contact with them, you know, and I, I see women who are white who live in million dollar homes, have these same issues I have, you know, or they don't live, they live in a trailer park and that's still my home girl. And I don't like the, I don't like the trailer trash. I don't like that word, that expression. 
you can be in a trailer. Trailer sleep is good sleep. That conditioning unit is hey, hey. <laughs> trailer sleep is good sleep. Trailer sleep is good sleep. Baby, let me tell you, baby, it's comfortable. <laughs> I, y'all play with me. I have a real issue with that whole trailer, trailer, whatever. Makes you trash. You can be mansion trash, right? Oh, absolutely. Mall is a French day, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's been, you know, it's been wonderful to just be embraced by so many women. I could just tell you stories, a different language background. Mm-hmm. And we then my, my family, too, yeah. my sorority three. So that's what it is. I have just uh, surrounded by great women. We cut to, we cut to, uh, <laughs> we cut to two, two women on a, on a brunch. Girl, I, um, you know, I went out with Trailer Pete. You remember TP? Trailer Pete? TP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, TP. Yeah. And I gotta say, mm-hmm. though we didn't do anything, mm-hmm. I got the best sleep of my life at his trailer. <laughs> I slept over and the bed was so comfortable. Uh-huh. We have nothing in common. Nothing. The, the, the chemistry is but, not there. But how did you get to sleep there if there was nothing going on? Tell me the give me the story. Well, he told me, you know, yeah. I had to see the trailer. He's trailer Pete, right? You know him from, right. from, 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 I mean, from school. Of course. Why go out with Pete if you don't see the if trailer? You don't see the trailer. Oh, so I was like, I got to see the trailer. This date has uh-huh. been super boring. Yeah. I might as well see the trailer while I'm here, right? Okay. So we go yeah. back to his trailer. Uh-huh. He's showing me around. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it doesn't take very long for him to show me around. It's a, it's a okay, relatively small trailer. Okay. But it is impeccably decorated. Really? There's plants you, everywhere. You couldn't tell that from the outside. You can't. You can't. Oh. But I was immediately comfortable as soon as I stepped in. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we, we, we cut to uh, <laughs> the, the end of the date uh, with Trader Pete. So, uh, Brenda, um, I noticed that you just got into bed and you're asleep. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you oh I must have passed. I don't know what happened. I must have passed out. I didn't, I didn't realize how tired I was. Do you yeah, mind uh, if I stay the night here? Um, yeah, I was going to make us a drink and you know we, we could sit around and talk for a bit before. Uh, I'm kind of tired. I think I'll just go to sleep. Nothing's going to happen, by the way. This is our first date. Right, Thank yes, you for letting me stay over, but nothing's going to happen. But this bed is super comfortable. Where'd you get it? Um, from Mattress Firm. This is a mattress firm bed? This is a mattress firm bed, yeah. I've never felt a bed this... Brenda, wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, you fell asleep again. Who decorated your trailer? Can I I ask that? No, you didn't. Trailer Pete, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I did. This is is all my work. Those are your ficus? Mm -hmm. Those are your chrysanthemums? Yep. Over here, the elephant plants, those are yours? Those are my babies. You water all these plants? I do. And this artwork here, this is your art? Yes. Pete, can I say something? I don't know how you felt about this date. Mm-hmm. How, how, let, me, uh, let, me, let, me, let me ask you, actually. How do you feel this date went, Pete? I thought it was going pretty good. I mean, you know, we had a great time at dinner. We, we, we came back here. Um, but, you know, but now you're just going to sleep. And, you know, I'm... I'm yeah. I'm, can we just talk about this in the morning? We cut back to brunch. <laughs> Girl. 
I'm conflicted. So I mean, so is anything going on between you and TP? I mean, Trailer P. What? I mean, what's the story? There's. It's more like something's going on with me in his trailer, because oh, I wow. I can't I, I my bed just isn't nearly as comfortable. I can't sleep in that thing anymore. Well, let my me whole house my whole house looks like trash now. Looking at his let me place. Tell you something. <laughs> okay, since it's not that serious with you and Trailer Pete, you don't mind if I just you know I don't what? know. I mean, if he's available, if he's available, you can do whatever you want with Trailer Pete, but stay away from the trailer. That's my but, thing. But I thought that. But that's part of the deal. I mean, that's part of the charm. I want to see what's inside that trailer. Oh, you're my girl. Tell uh-huh. you what, I'll bring you okay. around, show you the trailer. Okay. And we'll double date. We'll double date. Let's double date it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring. I'll bring Mansion Mac. I'll bring Mansion Mac. You gonna bring Mansion He's Mac? Gonna... That dude's yeah. trash. <laughs> I know he is, but what am I supposed to do? That's the only guy who's single at our age. God. So I, I thought the stuff of that was going really well, but now there's three of you sleeping in my bed and then <laughs> I was just going to make us some drinks. Um, you guys okay? What? What's, what's going on? What'd you say? What? Uh-huh. what? Oh, you guys were all asleep oh, in my bed. Oh. Uh, all three it, of you. Didn't realize how tired we were. Yeah. So nice, Trevor Pete. Oh. I was just, I just fell asleep in the bed. I was trying to count all these mon- all this money I had in my back pocket and Fell asleep. It's like counting sheep, right? Yeah. No, I, I got some sheep in, in my in my mansion. It's in the back. If I really keep, if I'm really not falling asleep for my money, I go out and back and start counting the sheep. Mansion Mac, please. This is Trailer Pete's time. Okay, you can brag I'm, about your stuff when we go to your I'm, house. I'm not bragging. That's just how I live, man. This, I mean, this this trailer is all right. What? Okay. What? Right. Did you see that ficus over there? Did you see the ficus? Man, Did you that's see the not succulent that. collection? He didn't decorate this trailer. The, co- I, I the chrysanthemums? No, I, you de- I really you did. decorated this trailer. I did. Hey, how about we have this uh, you know, this conversation in another, another room? Maybe you know we can uh the stars are out tonight. We can go see the stars. How about we had this conversation in the morning? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's have the conversation <laughs> in the morning. It's I think dark. we're all pretty tired. Right you don't mind if you all sleep in the bed, right? Trailer beat. Um, I mean there's nowhere for me to sleep. Um Sure, I guess go. You can sleep under the stars. Yeah, yeah, go under the stars. Yeah, Charlie P. Yeah, yeah. Take this blanket. Oh, this is nice. Did you did you knit this yourself? (laughs) I I see. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he knitted his own blanket. Charlie P. (laughs) Just the audience. I see four hundred people who would have been in the audience tonight. (laughs) Social distance includes their presence, so I'm I'm them. <laughs> in the videos I saw you guys do. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, experience, you've had I've uh, you you have a you have a couple of books out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at one of them on Amazon, Super B. Yeah. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about what Super B is? Super B is a sequel to Adventures of a Capital B, which is a book that I wrote about my alter ego, Nikki, and Nikki was actually my nickname growing up. My name was supposed to be Nicole, but someone stole the name. Uh, someone had her baby first, stole the name, and therefore I became Shanidri, a combination of Shannon and Deidre. So Nikki was the name I was supposed to have. That's, of course, my nickname. So Nikki is, Nikki in Super B, Nikki has, discovered, has, has had a talk with herself about the changes that she needs to make with her life, and she's trying to do better than she did in the first book. 
And so she um, finds love in that book. And um, she still struggles with things. She struggles with her desire to do those worldly things and then doing what she knows God has for her. And, but she's very candid about this journey. So her language isn't always the kind of language that the prim and proper and prudish would appreciate. Mm. Makes any sense. What, what inspired you to write this? Um, depression. Depression is why I started writing the first book. I had a choice. I was going through something really crazy. And I said, you know what? You have a choice. You can pick up a bottle and drink yourself into an oblivion. As Sue Ellen tells, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dallas girl, J.R. J.R. Why she always move her teeth? We were in school and she drink yourself living. You know, she was <laughs> oblivion. But yeah, I could have done that, or I was like, you know what? Pick up the pen. And I night, it was New Year's Eve. I was supposed to be in Los Angeles with my fiance. Um, those are air quotes for those listening. Didn't quite work out like that. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. And I'm over it. I mean, I'm glad it happened, though. It's not letting me back to my bag. But at the time, I'm like, what, hon? So, <laughs> I'm going to pick up a pen. Let me get this pen. This so I wrote on New Year's Eve. I wrote, Dear Diary, life is a B. Hmm. I became one. I thought, that's the book. That's it. At the beginning, I was struggling with how to begin my book. And it just came to me. So I just started writing about what I've been through. And to protect people, I, you know, change details. So it's a roman à clé. In French, we say roman à clé. Uh, a book that is based on your life, but it is not completely true. Mm-hmm. You know, you can distinguish what is fiction from, you know, fiction, fiction from, <laughs> fiction from fact. Uh, I don't really care who does or doesn't. It, it, it serves its purpose. I wrote it to inspire. I wrote it to cleanse myself of some things. And then I wrote it to laugh. Because I found my sense of humor during that time. I wanted to laugh about the things that used to make me cry. And I did so with much fun. So that's what those books are about. It, 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 the, I got so much positive feedback from the first book. I purposely elected not to get an agent, not to go the traditional route. I studied publishing. I've gone to several BEA conferences where you know, all the major publishing companies go. I've met some of the greatest authors in the world you know, at those events. You know? And so... I just, from hearing their experiences and their stories, like, I don't want to do that. That's the same mm-hmm. reason I pursue singing. I'm like, oh, this is what happens. You get a percentage if you're a singer. And you, oh, you have to write to make your money. Okay. And then teaching was like, come to us, come to us. So that's, oh, yeah, so I still, I'm, I've come full circle at 50. I'm still doing what I meant, but on the level God has intended for me. There's a reason he, I didn't go out there and do those things. I probably would have been trying on drugs or something. Who knows what could happen to me? Uh, I'm saying, you just never know. So I just yeah. offer what he's brought me through. But um, yeah, I'm able to use my talents and put it all together. It's fun. I love it. I love teaching. I love to teach you guys. Yeah. We cut we to, uh, I got you. We, we cut to a classroom, uh, detention hall. Listen you say here. what? Classroom detention hall. Listen here, kids. Yeah. I want to, I want to, um, I want to share y'all something about me. You know, I know y'all come here to his detention all the time. Y'all wonder why Mr. Jackson, they always send y'all to me. Well, listen, I I wasn't always a teacher. Oh, really? But were you before that? Before was a teacher? I was an assassin. Mm. 
I don't believe that. Assassin teach kids. Them shoes. These shoes. Come on, man. What shoes? What the shoes got to do with being assassin? Hmm. You don't bust a brown shoes. Shoes, man. You wouldn't know it. I didn't say I was a spy. Spies look real nice and wear nice clothes. I'm, I'm, I was an assassin. You're not supposed to even know I exist. All right. So I'm supposed yeah. to look like this. That's why my shoes are talking like this. You ever That's kill anyone? Almost. See? Almost. Almost. I'm going to go ask for another detention teacher because I need somebody that's successful in the stuff they do. You ain't Listen, even man, kidding whoa, nobody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all ain't going to ask me. Look, look, look. Being an assassin is not that easy, guys. I, have, oh. I, was, I was charged with, it, with taking out some of the most important people in history. And it's but not you didn't, that easy. You do it. You didn't do it. It, it wasn't that, that was easy, man. Life. It was always... too small. Why didn't start with a little guy first and then make you up to the important people? You know, <laughs> I, I, I interviewed really well, all right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, how did you... <laughs> we cut to the interview. So, uh, have you ever uh, killed any, uh, what's, I'm sorry, what's your name uh, here? Oh, yeah, Franklin. Have you uh, ever killed anyone, Franklin? Yeah, Mr. Jackson, ever killed anyone? Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things I've killed in my life. Um, like, I've been killing since I was a little kid. When I was two, I stepped on a whole pile of ants. You know, I just crushed them. Um, I remember uh, my, my, my brother got a puppy when he was when he was younger and I forgot to feed him he died and I knew I forgot mm. to feed him too you know um you know you know I, I like your answers they're really creative you know a lot of people just come in and just you know <laughs> let me know who they've killed right up front but you know you got a you got a backstory to your information you know it's it's really creative this is it's just interviews going well um um do you have any uh any family or anybody who'd be compromised if Let's say people found out that you were an assassin. I mean, oh, my whole family—they can't know I'm an assassin. My mama will tell everybody oh. right now. Yeah, okay, oh, wow. but don't you ain't got to worry about her because she don't she don't know this. You're what good. I'm Not only is this interview going well, but you're a great you're a great study of people. You already know your mother's weaknesses. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know, and you're you're open and you're honest about it, and this is really refreshing. Now, I just, before, before, hopefully you guys are getting ready to offer me, but listen, just a little something about how I work. Mm -hmm. I, I need challenge. Okay. That's when you're going to get the most out of me. Give me a big challenge and let me rise to the occasion. Okay. If you give me something that's going to be boring, I'm probably not going to do it well. But if you give me something really, really serious, serious. you're going to get okay, the best well, out of me on that one. Listen, I tell you what, we've been gunning for Fidel Castro for at least... Oh gosh, what is it like? Thirty years now? I don't know, something like that. If we could just get somebody to to kill Fidel, I mean, you know, well, you do that. I got a plan. Assassin of all the assassins. I got a okay. plan. Oh, sounds good. Listen, don't even tell me what it is. Hold on to it. You got the job. You're creative. You're a great we, study of people. I like we cut to him. We cut to him on the first job. All right, so I'll be I'll be in your ear the whole time. You know, feed me a data, but you'll be on the ground. Um, Listen, so, man, you don't really have to give me any data. I'm I'm just going to apply to be his caretaker because he's getting kind of old. 
and then I'm. Um, You're gonna I'm just, apply to be his caretaker. Yeah, I'm gonna be his per, uh, his caretaker. We we can we make covers. We can get you in the building. You don't need to nah, go through the interview you, process. That's that's what they. We cut to the interview. <laughs> so, uh, the, hey, this interview's going really great. Uh, you know, Fidel just for a new caretaker. So he's gonna just you know help him get out of the shower, help with meals. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you had an experience with that before? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I used to have to wash my dog a lot. And when he got real mm-hmm. old, I had to, you know, really get hands on with them and pour, you know, pour water under his under his leg and all that. So I got a lot of experience with empathy. Okay, and um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't watched any elderly people who've died during my watch. I'm 100 percent on that one. You know, perfect, wonderful. Um, you know, watching Fidel is a, a very big job. So uh, I was thinking we might start out with something a bit, a little bit lower, um, and then you know, why go out to Fidel? Well, see, um, I like I like a big challenge, you know. So you yeah, like that. That's how you're gonna get the most out of me if you give me a like. <laughs> we got the end of the challenge. So uh, I'll be your your ear in your ear here at the school, um, just showing you around. This is one of the toughest schools in the region. Uh, so we we need you to work the detention center here. Uh, show these youth, you know get them off of their ways. A lot of them have had a really tough time. And, uh, you know, depending on how you do here, you can work your way up to uh, it. Well, see, that was the thing. I, I saw the job that you told me you want me to have, but I, I, I'm a way more creative than that. So I applied for the marketing position here at the detention center, the the one that's going to be able to kind of like get more outreach organizations. Aren't you a caretaker? And we could probably work something out. You don't have to go through the interview process. Listen, man, I'm just. I, look, I started off as an assassin on this process, <laughs> and <laughs> wait a second, what? <laughs> I know, man. Just, just bear with me, man. Just let me do the marketing job. <laughs> that is my calling. I just do challenges. We come back to the, the students. Wait a man, second. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't killed Fidel. Yeah, I told you I didn't kill anybody. I almost did. I got sidetracked. Is that why you have us handing out these leaflets? This part of some marketing, some marketing scheme you got. And scene. (laughs) (laughs) The life of an organized person. You rise to the challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Andy, did you ever see? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, cut yeah. to we cut to an airline, uh, the boarding gate. Okay, everyone, uh, line up with your boarding passes. We're gonna be lo- we're gonna be loading the plane for Los Angeles in a few minutes. We want all the people who have any medical problems to go ahead and get in the front of the line. And uh, if you check your baggage, are you guys seeing the air quotes? What's uh? Yeah, I'm seeing the air quotes. What's what's? Uh, what do you think that means? Excuse me. Uh, what's, what's up with the air quotes? Oh, oh, these these air quotes. Um, I just use them to emphasize important things in my uh, pre-boarding speech. Um, I don't so think that's could, how that works. Well, I mean, I know you don't think that's how it works, but it's pretty much what's going on. I mean, let me. Are you concerned about anything? A little bit, yeah, because okay. it makes so it let's... look like we're not going to Miami. Well, no, we're are, going are to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Los Angeles. I'm already confused. You're pretty astute, though. You're right. Um, it, the, let me see your ticket. Yeah, let me look here. Okay, it does say Thank you. Los 
It does say it. It has quotes on the ticket. I got to tell you, the, the, the pilot doesn't really like Los Angeles. So we put it on the ticket because it helps us sell lots of tickets, but we're actually going to Des Moines. That's what, are you guys going to Des Moines? Is that where you guys knew you were going? I'm trying to get uh, to Los Angeles. Yeah, I thought we were going to Los Angeles. That, that was my destination. Oh my God. Did you buy a ticket from online for this trip? What does that even mean? Are you <laughs> emphasizing it or is that not online on the internet? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people go online to buy a ticket to where they think they're going, but you really have to read the fine print. I mean, this is why I put so many things in quotes so you'll pay attention to them and then we, ask me about them and then I can just clarify things later. We cut on, on an airplane in the air. All right, uh, passengers, this is your uh, captain speaking and we're about 33,000 miles up in the sky, about 20 miles out, I mean, 20 minutes outside of um, Los Angeles. And um, the temperature do is... Do we just do the air quotes? <laughs> the temperature is now about... So, uh, yeah. 15 degrees and uh, it's a big blizzard. Uh, blizzard. The whole town's covered in snow. Um, but um, welcome to California. I'm going to hit the button. I'm going to hit the push button. Yeah, push the button. Oh, uh, sorry, gentlemen. Keep your seats. Yes. How can I help you? Um, we're going to LA, right? Like desert, heat, beaches, stars. Why did he talk <laughs> about snow? A, yeah. A blizzard. And why'd you go snow? Wow, you guys saw that again, huh? Um, well, yeah, I know that you thought you were going to Los Angeles, but I thought I made it pretty clear that we are going to Iowa. But the well, captain, you're the same person from the gate. Yeah. Yes. What? The same one. I'm sorry, I just changed my jacket. What's well, I mean, going on mom, here? It's a mom and pop airline, okay? We only want to fly to Des Moines. People want to go different places. We got to like make them happy and make them think they're going there. But really, it's the only place we want to go. And he's actually allowed to fly. His license was revoked in all the other, all the other 49 states, he can, or 48, because he can leave from Houston. And, and, and he can just fly to Des Moines and back and forth. That's His license is only valid in two states? Excuse yeah. me, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, just touched down, uh, got a call from California. They said that no bins are available, so we're going to turn this thing back around, head back to Houston. We can't turn this around. That's not how planes work. <laughs> You're not going to have enough fuel. Um, you know, that's okay. He's done this before. It does get a little rocky about 30 miles out uh, outside of Houston, but we eat some kind of way. It's amazing. We make it. So, you know, just buckle in. Have you, have you watched any of our in-flight movies? We have so many. We've what got, is that? We've got Spider Man and we've got. Um... We cut to them watching Spider Man. It's, it's a pilot and, and, the, and the, uh, the, the airline. What's it called? Flight attendant. <laughs> flight attendant. Yeah, it's a pilot and a flight attendant doing Spider Man. <laughs> Okay, there's no costumes or anything. It's just it's just them. That's how they made this on their phone. I guess he's wearing red. Yeah. You can't Hold get on. me, Spider-Man. Hold on, you're not licensed to go up that high on the building, Spider-Man. 
Wait, which one is Spider-Man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is either one of them Spider-Man? This is so confusing. I'm sorry. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I understand that you guys are watching the movie, but if you could please keep it down, okay? You're, you're disturbing you... the other passengers with your questions about the movie. <laughs> Can you explain to us? I'm, we already know this isn't okay. Spider-Man, right? Like, this is something you guys did. But which... Which, who is Spider-Man in this movie? Like, which one of you is Spider-Man? We offer an in-flight movie to help break up some of the monotony from the round trip that you've just taken. It's an eight-hour flight, and we just don't want anybody to be nervous. But if you must know, it is a... It, well, he's supposed to be Spider-Man. But the doctor said that, you know, due to his, due to his gout and, um, and um, his arthritic left knee, he can't scale the buildings like in our first movie, um, Birth of Spider-Man. He can't do that <laughs> anymore. And so now he's just relegated to, um, you know, just hanging around and sitting outside the buildings on the bench. Excuse me. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we are about to land in Houston. Uh, we are going to let you guys off as long as you give us positive <laughs> reviews on our Spider-Man video. And uh, welcome back to Houston. Wait, okay, you, you can't do that. That's, that's like holding us hostage for reviews. Wait, so was this as a trick to get us to review your Spider-Man video? Did you, oh, positively? This whole thing? This whole thing? Some sort of way to get us to review your Spider-Man video? You caught us. I mean, but why else do you think you get a round trip flight to LA for $79? And scene. <laughs> Don't trust the deals. <laughs> Don't trust the deals. <laughs> that is so grimy. <laughs> I can see that happening too. In flight movie. <laughs> you can't legally call them a movie. Got it. Right. right. Don't trust the deal. Oh, don't trust the deal. Don't trust the deal. <laughs> uh-uh, don't trust the deals. Don't trust the deal, girl. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that was fun. Oh, crazy! This is fun. This is great. Oh, yeah. Then, then Tanny said that you had some into some political debates. Oh, uh, yeah. Not really. I mean, nah. I wouldn't call them political. Okay. Listen. What would you call them? It was political. Political. <laughs> it It didn't. You know, I'm not one of these. You know. Uh, politically astute individuals who can break down governmental spending and nuclear war and, you know, the history behind all of the aspects that come with running a government. I'm not one of those individuals who is a, is a likely candidate for office ever. I'm just one of these people who has had some stuff happen. It's pulled me into some political situations that has forced me to shove my car. Forced me to shove my am. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that platform. This person that has some stuff happen. <laughs> Vote for me. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been targeted. I've been targeted by some people. Like they've intentionally sought me out for whatever reason. But yeah, essentially, which I mean, I, I've talked about so many political. But there are a few things that I've talked about. I'm not sure about the one you're referring to. Is there anything that you recall? Did you read anything? Uh, any Paraland, mm -hmm. any Paraland uh, centric um, mm -hmm. uh, elections and, and oh, yeah. endorsements. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Tell us about it. What, what, what's she yeah. talking about? Sorry. Well, okay, I'll just tell you. Um, how can I say this? Hmm. I had the rare opportunity to meet some people in Pearland politics at a social gathering. But my connection to somebody who was very connected to them gave me exposure and access to a lot of people to kind of get a feel of what the heart of Pearland is. And during that experience, I met some individuals who just weren't doing right by people. So you call them out when they, you, you know what, you take in a strong stance against, uh, 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 against a lot of people who have not done the right thing. Well, I, I mean, I haven't done the right thing in a lot of instances, you know, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think I'm not running for political office. Like when you say mm -hmm. a political, uh, a, a politician, that means I really care about people. I'm the person, I'm the go person, you know, I'm, mm -hmm run from person the one you're running from is i've treated you so horribly i didn't pay you or bullied you you know mm -hmm. you to me for that backbone for that assistance for that legislative assurance that my needs will be adequately served in dc or in austin or wherever you are serving mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i've i've been thrust into situations where i've been exposed to some people who were doing wrong and something in me just wouldn't let me be still so right. uh yeah i mean the most recent situation involved a young man who's in college african-american male who is a court author who had done some work for a woman's campaign and did not freaking get paid for it. And I went through that. I experienced that at, when I was 47 years old. I'd never experienced it in 20 years of self-employment. Self -employment. I'd never experienced mm -hmm. the feeling of working for someone and not getting paid. It happened to me. Mm -hmm. And that one time was very devastating. So when I heard that it was happening to a child half my age, who could have mm -hmm. been son, whose mm -hmm. parents were going through some things. I mean, he's had some things going on. It was a wrong time. Never a right time to mess over somebody's money. Right, right. But this baby was, <laughs> is a young black male in college. Right. Be damn. Mm -hmm. He said, I said, damn, I mean, I'd be damn. You know, mm -hmm. if I know this is happening and say nothing, and I know somebody up at the march is talking about Black Lives Matter, good, you got your mind. We'd have done a GoFundMe for you if we knew you didn't have enough money to pay this baby. That's something you go get him for. You don't just not pay the baby and try to tell him, you know, he, he was volunteering and he knew he didn't volunteer. He had to pay for the food you out him. I don't remember him. Girl, you ain't here to reclaim. You ain't got three to 35,000 people working for your campaign. Five <laughs> <laughs> people you got. You know that little boy. You seen that child. Oh, yeah. It pissed me off. Yeah, I did. So I wasn't quite mm. a damn right. We, we, cut, to, oh, uh, we yeah. cut to an interview with uh, <laughs> Trailer Pete. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Trailer Pete, this this campaign that you're running, it's <laughs> it's unprecedented. Uh, let me say, uh, but there's there's been word on uh, in the grapevine, in the in the scuttlebutt, that you're not paying the the people assisting you with the campaign. You're actually paying them with trailer access. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Yes. Hmm. It's, it's very troubling. <laughs> I, I for come people to my trailer, twenty four seven access. They get to. You know, explore the whole trailer, take naps. There's a take naps. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is very troubling. Let's dig into this a little bit because I don't know if you've seen this. There's a hashtag, uh, pay the babies. Uh, have you mm -hmm. seen this hashtag <laughs> seen at all? And, I, and, and I, how, how do you that. feel about when you see this hashtag? Well, I feel like I, I am paying them. 
just in an alternative way. You know, that they get to come to my trailer. I make them a drink if they want it. They get to see my chrysanthemums. They get to, you know, play with my, my cacti. There's, there's, there's lots of things to do here. It's, it's, it's entertainment. And, and they're okay with this? Have none of them requested to be paid with currency and money? Well, I, I, see, I, I've asked before, and, you know, but they're always, like, falling asleep as I ask them about it, so I never really get to finish the question. They're always like, yeah, we'll talk about it in the morning. I'm like, okay, you know, but it never comes up again. Okay, well, uh, I hope that that's good enough for the people listening to this. Uh, I mean, I hear about this trailer. I've never been to it. Do you mind if the cameras and I, we come and, and take a look at the trailer, maybe show the Sure, people? yeah, sure. <laughs> we, cut, we cut to outside of trailer, Trailer Pete's trailer, uh, as they're about to go in. Okay, so here it is. Um, you see it's late at night, so you can see the stars out here, which is nice. Um, you do get a good go. view of the stars. Yeah, let's go inside. Do you guys want to drink? Anybody want to drink? Oh my no. God, it's full of people. It is, Where are all these people in your trailer? Uh, they come and they don't leave. You know, what, what can I do? Um, cool, excuse me. Let's, let's gonna go into the back. And here is the bedroom. As you can see, the uh, air conditioning is perfect. It, it is, it, considering how many people are jammed into this trailer. <laughs> it's still pretty it, cool, right? It is very, it's like the perfect temperature. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to put the camera down here. For a Jim, you can't yeah, put you the can camera down. Me. You're recording this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going hey, uh, to lay down here. Uh, Pete, uh, yeah. I, I just planted like 35,000 signs in people's yards. Um, I was wondering if you could give me like a bigger challenge. I feel like you'd just get a lot more out of me if you just gave me a really big challenge. Who's this individual? Uh, this is uh, Franklin, uh, Franklin Jackson. Uh, he's had me in my cafe for a long time now. Uh, yeah, I do have a, a, a toss for you. Okay. Can you go to Cuba? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know a lot about Cuba. What do you need me to do in Cuba? Assassinate Fidel Castro. I have to. I got to step out to make sure the camera's being charged. Uh, I'll let okay. you have this conversation. If I got to go right assassinate Fidel Castro, I got to get my resume together. Okay. Welcome to Air Cuba. We will be going to Havana. So <laughs> and that, uh, scene. You can, um, you know, go and ahead. scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show, everybody. Thank you so much for, for watching, listening, however you're enjoying it. And thank you to Shanidra. Did I say it right? I thought you cut it off right there. I was gone. I wasn't watching the time. <laughs> Shanidra. <laughs> I, I, I thought y'all were going to keep going. Y'all going to just cut me off like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but we are, we are out of time. That is, we've reached the end. We'll have to have you back because I'm sure there's a lot more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. You You've got to do our live show. You still are on the hook for coming to do our live show. I'm going to come. I'm going to come to the show. I'm going to bring my different personalities with me, too. I'm gonna oh, perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to come. I'm going to be there. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> until then, where can people find out more about you? Um, well, you can go to uh, Shenwag on Facebook if you're an educator and you don't, you know, really like the whole comedy thing, you just want to get some straight materials for teaching, that's the Shanwack. That's just Shanwack. 
know, if you want to get in contact with me about some comedy, you need to go to um, Comic and Author Moi. That's another Facebook page. That's a different side of me, different shade of me. Oh. That's my regular personal page, you know. Yeah. And then shamwag.com is also a place to find me. And what are the names of the books? Spanish. When I learn Spanish, go to Spanish, et cetera. On Facebook, I also teach Spanish and French privately and in groups. So, you know, that's where you can find me, guys. Lots of places. And what were the names of the books again? So my fiction books include uh, Adventures of a Capital B and Super B. And then my nonfiction books include Phases, which is a book of poetry. And then I have a book called The Baller Playbook, which is written for the youth that makes baller an acronym. And then I have dozens of workbooks in English and Spanish. Uh, for instructional purposes, along with grammar, math, and reading comprehension. Are you teaching? Are you teaching a Spanish class right now? Is that something that people yes, I can... am. I teach okay. several. I have an adult class on my, on, uh, for educators on Monday. I have a class for adults on Tuesday. I'm about to open one for medical professionals, law enforcement officials, and banking. Yes, officials. I have curriculum for all That's those enough. areas. I've taught them before, okay. but people are asking okay. now that we're in the quarantine. I'm just teaching. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing what I do best to keep my mind, keep my focus. And be okay. if not, I would just watch TV and cry all day and eat and gain weight and just go to sleep. And sleep. <laughs> you know, so I have to. So I'm, I'm that's why I'm so happy and thrilled to be among such wonderful talent tonight. Thank oh, you, thank you, thank you. Thank thank you for being a part acting of this. is not easy, yeah. it's not easy. You guys are awesome, you're natural, you're wonderful. It was so oh, much, fun. yeah, thank you. Yeah, check her stuff out. And if you want to check out some yeah. of our stuff, uh, like the barista skit that, that she mentioned earlier. Uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms, C-Ton Improv, all the places. That's C-Ton Improv on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. We even have a website, ctonimprov.com. Check all that stuff out. We have a, this podcast that you're listening to on The Mockingbird, uh, but you can also find it on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere you get your podcasts. So thank you for listening, for Tandy, for John, for Michi, for myself, Anton, and for Shanidria. That's Can't Tell Nothing Show. We are out. Bonne nuit.